Um, yeah, I think it's honestly made me more focused because when I am in the gym, I know I have a certain amount of time. So I get in and I work really hard for that amount of time. Um, and I feel like I get more stuff done that way just because, Mm -hmm. and you put like a schedule and constraints on yourself, like you have to get something done. You have no choice, but to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think through that way, it's focused me on the court. And then that allows me to be full-time hundred percent when I'm with her, like I'm hundred percent when I'm there so I can be hundred percent with her. Hey everyone, Hannah Donnelly here for another episode of On Her Mark WNBA Edition. Nafisa Collier is on the podcast today. The new mom is back for her first full season. You may remember that she came back for a few games at the end of last season to play with WNBA legend and her teammate Sylvia Fowles. Today she talks about why she made that decision. She also shares what offseason looked like after a little relaxation and recovery first. But then she worked really hard to rehab mentally and physically to not only get back into shape, but exceed where she left off. In under a year, her daughter Mila has changed the way she approaches the game, making her more focused and efficient. Fee also tells us how she's seen the game change and how versatility has become the name of the game. Speaking of growth and change, we talk about the first ever sold out preseason game in Toronto and what she's looking forward to. And finally, many WNBA players are role models for young athletes. So she shares why it is both an honor and responsibility. With so much time away from the game, she is chomping at the bit to get out on the court, and we can't wait to see her. Enjoy my conversation with Nafisa Collier. Nafisa, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is an exciting season for you, your first full season back since having your, your daughter, um, in a new era for, for the links. Talk to me about how it's going right now and how you're feeling. Um, I'm feeling really good. It was a long process getting my body back to where it was. And then once I did moving past so that I could be better for the season. So I'm, you know, getting better as a player and not just trying to, um, you know, come back at the point that I left at. So Mm -hmm. that was, you know, a lot of work, but I'm really proud of where I was able to get to. And it's so fun to be back in training and um, training camp. I haven't been to one since my rookie year. So it's been a long time. I was, I, I heard you say that earlier this week that you hadn't been there for a while. What is the most, what did you forget about it? Was there anything that you were like, Ooh, didn't remember this? <laughs> um, I think just like, you know, there's a lot of players at training camp and you get attached to everyone. And of course not everyone can make the roster. So you mm-hmm. forget like how hard that is when someone leaves the team. And you're stepping into a really uh, great, I mean, great role this year as a leader. And and how has that felt for you? And what are you drawing on to, to be that leader on and off the court for your teammates? Um, It's felt cool. It's, it's honestly a little weird because now I'm like, one of the vets on the team and mm-hmm. I saw they Minnesota posted like year one and year five. It was me and diamond. I'm like, you're five. <laughs> like, that came so fast. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just really taking on that leadership role. I feel like since I came to the team, Cheryl and Simone, when she was there, and then Sylvia throughout these past four seasons have kind of been like training and prepping me for this point in time. And now it's my turn to take everything that I've learned from them and really like apply it to my 
leadership and how I'm going to shape this team because coach keeps saying it's my team now. And I really, I take that really seriously. And so I want to make sure that I'm a good leader for my teammates. What was it about you? I mean, you named some greats there. What did you learn from them? What do you want to bring from their leadership there um, on the team and, and continue it in the culture now? I think just being strong and also being someone that they can go to, like, they're obviously really intimidating names. There are people who have done a lot of great things in the league, but mm -hmm. automatically, as soon as I came to the team, they, especially Sylvia, really took me under her wing and made sure that if I had any questions, I could come to her. Like if I had um, just anything, like literally anything that I had questions on, if I was like nervous about something, if I wanted to know how anything worked, I could come to her. And then also on the court, she was someone who you always knew that she was going to be doing the right thing. And she was such a great leader by example. So I learned that from her and someone's a little bit more vocal. So I learned kind of how to interact with people that way and just try to make it my own, put my own spin on it. That's definitely, I always like to ask people that question. Cause I think it is, you, you can take things from people, but it's like, how do you mesh it with your style mm -hmm. that makes it comfortable? And, and have you felt that at any times you practice things that didn't quite fit feel right or you tried something you're like that felt amazing <laughs> <laughs> um I think just being more vocal in general I'm not a super um like vocal leader I I too was like a leader by example but mm -hmm. I know that's what the team needs now someone being more vocal so it does feel good like it's outside of my comfort zone but mm -hmm. it's making me grow as a person and as a leader and it feels good to kind of make those steps and see where I was before like I couldn't have done this when I was you know, a freshman in college coming in and see how much I've grown over these past years. And it's just, so I'm proud of myself for that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And this is your first season, full season back. Um, you did come back though to play with Sylvia. So I know that was important for you. And, and while you were pregnant, you were saying that it, that might not be in the cards, but it was. Yeah. Um, so why was that so important for you? And what did it feel like? Um, it was important because I just love Sylvia. Anyone who met has met her before loves her she's just such a great person um she's obviously a hall of fame player but it's like the person behind that that is really so special and i just want to be there honestly selfishly for her last season like i wanted to be around her for the last time that she's on the court mm -hmm. um it was definitely hard <laughs> coming back that soon i thought and i've said this before just like as an athlete i'd be able to bounce back and be able to just you know i'd be like oh my body's gonna snap back i've played my whole life and mm -hmm. like that just did not happen so mm -hmm. it's been a long journey and I'm glad I was able to play with Syl. I probably would not do that again though. <laughs> so what did your off season look like then? So you had, did you give your time yourself some time to rest? Did you dive right back into, to physically rehabbing and things like that? So a little bit of time for us just because it got so crazy. I got married in October. So just like all that last minute wedding planning and then having it and then going on, on my honeymoon, that was like built in rest. Mm -hmm. And then after that, yeah, it was like rehab. I had to get all my muscle strength back. Um, there's stuff I didn't even know about pregnancy. Like there's a hormone that loosens your ligaments. So everything's really loose and you can't have that for sports. So getting that back. And then, like I said, once I got back to where my body was building on top of that, so I'm stronger for the season, I can work on the basketball court and, all that stuff. So how do you think that being a mom now has changed your perspective or, or your approach as a player? Has it changed at all? Um, yeah, I think it's honestly made me more focused because when I am in the gym, I know I have a certain amount of time. So I get in and I work really hard for that amount of time. Um, and I feel like I get more stuff done that way just because, mm -hmm. and you put like 
a schedule and constraints on yourself. Like you have to get something done. You have no choice, but to do it. Mm -hmm. So I think through that way, it's focused me on the court. And then that allows me to be full-time hundred percent when I'm with her, like I'm hundred percent when I'm there so I can be hundred percent with her. And do you think that, um, basketball at all prepared you for motherhood? Oh, I don't know if anything can prepare you for motherhood. Um, I think right now, no, I think more when it comes to when she's able to talk more and I'm able to do like more parenting and now it's not a whole bunch of parenting. She's not even one more. It's like getting to know her and getting to like us getting to know each other kind of thing. But when that comes to play, I think, yes, because being on a team, there's so many different personalities and you have to find a way to communicate with them in the right way. So at least I've had practice with that because, you know, you know how it is with your parents. It's always <laughs> yeah. that communication barrier. So I want to make sure that I can like bridge that as much as I can. Absolutely. There is as hard as you try, it's always there, right? Yeah. <laughs> you think that your parents don't, don't know, right? like they haven't lived it. That's yeah. so funny. Um, so I'm curious about the mental, uh, I hate to use the word bounce back, but like the mental comeback, um, was that difficult? Was that, what was that like compared to the physical comeback? Cause the, you know, the physical is, is visible and, and people can tell you, this is what you need to do. Mental is a little bit different where you have to realize it in yourself. Yeah. I think the mental comeback, um, was honestly tied to my physical com- mm-hmm. comeback just because, like my mind was ready to go, but my body wasn't. So having that like disconnect was hard. Just knowing that you can do something, but your body is not physically ready yet to do that. I think that was harder more than anything. And then just getting on a schedule, like, like I said, figuring out that when I'm in the gym, I, I have to get this stuff done. Cause I, I don't have time to just be here for five hours. You know, mm-hmm. I, I got to get back and raise my kid. <laughs> so um, I think just adjusting that and finding what a new normal is for me and finding what a schedule and works out what works for me. Um, there's like a learning curve in the beginning, but thankfully it was the off season. So I kind of got to figure that out Mm -hmm. and yeah, now I feel like I'm, you know, hitting it in stride for our season. That's great. And did you like being home? I know that you've played overseas before. And so you played you, I mean, you were at home, um, Mm -hmm. this off season. Do you think that changed your, your fire for this season? I did like being home. Um, mm-hmm. I am kind of a homebody by nature, so I love being home for the holidays and around my family. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you especially because our off season is so long, it makes you miss the court. And especially because I really miss all of last season, like the four games I played, it's not like I was out there to, you know, win MVP or anything. I just wanted to play with Syl. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's been a long time since I've been myself on the court. So I really I'm really itching to get out there and play, you know, some in season games again. And we had just, you know, before we started rolling here, we were talking about Toronto. Uh, talk about what you're looking forward to this weekend, um, the preseason game that is sold out 22,000 tickets. I'm so excited. So I was there for the marketing um, for the league a couple months ago, and just the buzz around it is so amazing. The game sold out in like 10 minutes. So the city is ready. You know, it's a potential WNBA, you know, new uh, team site. Mm-hmm. So I think we just need to have a really good game. We need to play a really good game of basketball. The fans are going to be there. The energy is going to be crazy. So I'm just really excited for that whole environment. It's going to, it's going to be, it's, it's going to be awesome. And I'm excited that it's in a city that doesn't have a team. So it's not like, it's like these, you know, diehard fans that would go to any game regardless, right? Like these are new fans and a lot of fans traveling (laughs) to, to see it. Um, so that will be really fun. You'll have to tell us how, how it feels playing in that type of environment and talking about 
expansion and the W and how have you seen the game grow in your, you know, I know we say it's like short and long, right? You're kind of like in that f- five, five years, it feels like forever, but it also feels like the blink yeah. of an eye. <laughs> um, how have you seen the game change or the league change in the time that you've been part of it? I think the post plays where it's changed the most mm-hmm. because you don't see traditional centers anymore. Sylvia just retired. We don't have a lot left of people who just stay in the paint. Like BG is one of them, mm-hmm. but there's not a lot left. And I think you see people being really versatile. It's really becoming like a forward game right now, which mm-hmm. I think is different than it used to be. And a lot more skilled, like from the guards, you see people using moves, like looks like 2k out here sometimes. <laughs> and that's even changed. I think like we're just growing so rapidly um that yeah it's time for expansion because there's people getting cut from rosters that you know we talk about that in the locker room all the time like we can't believe who's not on the team right now and there's just not enough room so hopefully that changes soon and something you mentioned there is just you know players getting moved around it becoming more of a forward game but we also see like by the play it becomes different I've heard a lot of teams talk about the versatility in their players and trying to kind of you know make it unpredictable in what they're going to do so mm-hmm. how does that, how does that make it on defense for you? Um, do you like, is that something when you're scouting, does that change the game a ton? Yeah, it's hard. And we just had our meeting with uh, like the lead ref in our league and mm-hmm. they each year make it harder and harder to play defense. Like you can't touch anybody. So it is hard to play defense, but I mean, it's more fun on offense for sure. So scouting is always really big. You just have to read tendencies and do what you can do. They're going to, I mean, we're so good at this level that people are going to score, but you just got to try to make them score in a way that's not, you know, what they do every single time. Mm-hmm. And so th- at this level, you're, you know, the level is so high and there's, it's so selective, right? Because there's just not the spots for it. So I'm curious when for you, this became a dream. Like when did you always know that the WNBA was what you wanted to do? Um, I don't think so. I mean, I, I would probably say kind of late, like high school is when I really set my sights on it. When I thought it could be like a real possibility before then I was just like, okay, I want to play in high school. And then, you know, I want to get a college scholarship. And then once that was apparent that I would play in college, I was going to play at a high level. Mm -hmm. And I was kind of like, okay, we can maybe let's see how far we can take this. And so do you, how do you goal set? Were you like once it, once you made it, did you like build your steps to get there? Or are you uh, more of like, that's the goal and the path can look however it looks to get there? Um, I like making steps along the way. It mm-hmm. kind of helps keep me focused. So like I said, at first, I just want to get to play in high school, play varsity, all that stuff. And then once I started looking for colleges, I picked UConn because I thought it would get me most prepared to be in the mm-hmm. WBA. Cause at that point, like I said, I kind of knew that I wanted to play. Um, and yeah, once I got to UConn, like, obviously you're focused on your team and you're so in it, it's hard to think past it. But at the back of my mind, I'm like, I want to be a professional. So I need to do everything that I can to prepare for that. And that's, I, that's, I feel like so hard your senior year too, especially when you're on a program that's good and you get into March Madness and you're like, well, how do I do both? How do I pursue both? And now once you made the league, um, have you set goals for yourself? Like what are what can we expect to see from you that you're, you're chasing? Um, I mean, personally, I, you know, I want to be on the Olympic team next year. I want to get some MVPs under my belt uh, team wise. I mean, championship, that's the goal every single year. I want to win a championship. We have pictures all over links won four in like seven years or something crazy like that. They have the champagne bottles everywhere. I'm like, I really want to, I have to experience that. So that's like the overall goal. 
when days get tougher or when, you know, you're tired and things like that, knowing though that you have those goals, is there a mantra or saying that you lean on to, to get you through? Um, I mean, really just taking it one day at a time, like you're always going to have that overall goal of what you want to accomplish, but looking at that makes it really daunting. Like I can't focus on the end of the season right now. I have to focus on our next game. So that's kind of how I take it. It's like the short goal, like what's our next game. That's kind of the goal that I set for, you know, each practice, like, okay, what are we focusing on today? And that keeps me in the moment. And that's a really great piece of advice. And I think, especially for rookies, I'm sure they can lean into that. Is there any other advice that you, that you've offered rookies or or young players? Um, Honestly, just be confident in what you're doing. You're here for a reason. And especially if you're on the team right now, like it's so selective. So you're really here for a reason. That means Mm -hmm. your coach believes in you. That means you're a good player. So do what you were recruited for and just go out there and, you know, not everyone gets this opportunity, so don't waste it. What are you most looking forward to this season and showing people? I know so many people I've talked to, we've talked about the super team conversation, right? People are talking about Vegas. They're talking about New York. Um, Mm -hmm. but there are a lot of teams that we, people should be paying attention to, um, Mm -hmm. and, and maybe they, they haven't yet, or they're not being vocal about it. So what are you excited for people to, to see when you guys start playing? I think we're going to surprise some people. I mean, mm-hmm. we're looking really good in practice right now. I'm really excited about our team. Diamond, our rookies, doing really well. So um, I'm excited to kind of turn some heads this year. I think that's going to be really fun. We we had a, a conversation of predictions today, and I will mm-hmm. say no one, no one chose the super teams. So <laughs> yeah. they don't always work out. Very rarely, actually, do they work out. And I mean, Minnesota, you did, you did mention that there was a, it's a, it's a dynasty franchise, mm-hmm. right? Um, was that, is that a responsibility that you feel, or is that more of an opportunity to, to prove people right? I think it's a more of an opportunity. I mm-hmm. think that mentality in college was a little bit different. Like if we didn't get to the final four, it's a disappointing year mm-hmm. in the league. It's a little bit different because I mean, you could lose any night to any team. Everyone's mm-hmm. so good. So it's not like there's an expectation to win, but I feel like it's so close because our organization has already done so well in the past and we have such a great coach and you just feel like it's at the tip of your fingertips all the time. So I think it's just an opportunity to take that and like I said, kind of sneak under the radar radar and punch a people in the mouth. Is that, how did you, in, in high school, were you, um, have you like always embraced the underdog mentality? I've honestly never been an underdog. <laughs> <laughs> My even high in, high, in high school your team was really good didn't you win like multiple state championships yeah we won three yeah. years in a row <laughs> yeah I was gonna say I was like and you moved but didn't you move high schools like I did so okay. my, my freshman year we yeah I don't I don't know I think I don't even remember what it was like it's like, <laughs> a good feeling that's a good yeah. feeling I know so I gotta stay here maintaining is the hardest thing yeah but and but that I, seems to drive you for for success so that's a good thing some people can't handle that pressure but I guess we are kind of underdogs now. So I guess I do know what it's like now. And it's honestly kind of fun. Like there's no pressure. We just mm-hmm. are out here having fun trying to disrupt some other people. Yeah. Yeah. But I do think, you know, everyone who talks about Minnesota, you you guys do hold a hold a, re- a strong reputation. So that's that's great. Um, when you the final question for you here is that when you're looking at the league and then the next generations, what's your hope for the future? Um, I mean, I have a lot. I, you know, I hope that we get paid what we are, you know, what we should be paid, obviously all that good stuff. But 
I hope that we just continue to grow as a league. I hope we have a lot more teams. I hope, you know, we're getting all the praise and recognition that we deserve as female athletes. And yeah, I just hope that one day you can turn on TV and randomly find a W game. That's the goal always. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I just hope for a growth. When you hear or talk to young women or young boys that come to your games, um, do you see that changing? Like, do you see the way that you guys are role models for them to keep chasing dreams? Yeah. Especially in kids eyes, like you're just the greatest thing ever in their eyes. And it's, it's so powerful and it's like such a great feeling because Mm -hmm. it's a huge responsibility. Like, and that's how I try to, um, like represent myself every time I'm on the court. Like I know that little kids are looking at me and I know it's a huge responsibility. So I do take that really seriously, but it's so cool to be like a superhero in a little kid's eyes and to know that, you know, they're looking up to you the way that you looked up to someone when you were their age. Mm -hmm. Who were those people that you looked up to? Um, off the court, definitely my parents. Like I have a really strong family unit, but on the court, and this is something I want to change. It was all male athletes. I mean, I loved Kobe, especially growing up. And like you said, especially when they're at the women's games, it's cool that it's, you know, a female athlete. I had a, um, a colleague of mine tell me that he tells his daughter to like, they watch the WNBA. Like that's what they sit down and watch. And he works with an NBA team and he never tells her to uh, maybe never can't say that, but he, he often tells her to play like certain W stars. And I just think that's a really cool thing. Like I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. So it's cool to, it's cool to see the impact that you guys are having. Um, well, I'm so excited for the season and I appreciate your time today. Best of luck this year. Thank you. I appreciate it. and the Lynx start the season at home on Friday, May 19th against the Chicago Sky. All right, guys, thanks for tuning in today. Remember, you can listen to more player interviews right here on the podcast platform or click over to the NBC Sports Boston YouTube page. There you can watch the interviews. That does it for me. I'll catch you guys next time.